0: What is your number one input in crop production? Is it NPKS? No, it's water. What is your water like? Is it pure water? Come join me today as we dive into an incredible technology that allows us to that allows us to free the water that is a catalyst initiating electron swaps and changes enabling your water and whatever you apply within it to truly make an impact increase the amount of water you can hold, how deep your roots grow reduce your input costs and to drastically reduce the stress in your crops
1: So if you look at water itself, if you go to the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea is full of salts. so you can float in the Dead Sea. The reason you're floating is because the water is full. It's actually pushing you out of the water. There's no space for you. But if you go into a freshwater lake, you will sink. You actually, When you ski on a freshwater lake or swim, you gotta swim. You can't float. When we oxidize it, we oxidize the salts and everything that's in there, and then there's space for the oxygen to stay in the water so it sits there for hours and that's why we get it down into the profile of the soil
0: welcome to the soilcraft regen agronomy podcast at soilcraft our mission is to innovate and lead in the field of regenerative agronomy forging a path that empowers farmers to produce food that nourishes and heals both the planet and its inhabitants Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me. I'm Denver Black with Soilcraft. And today I'm sitting down to interview Rian with Rainmaker to come talk to us about a water, irrigation water treatment system. Now, we all know that we want to major on the majors and minor on the minors. And the, the biggest majors, I think we can all agree, is air light, and water. But it's awfully hard to do anything about air and light. In most instances, we have the air we have, we have the light we have. But in irrigated cropping systems, we have the opportunity to consider the quality of our water. And many times as an agronomist, I have known my water is just not doing what rainwater does. And we've tried many things to, to treat these. But most of the time, these, these methods are cumbersome, expensive, um, logistically a nightmare. And when we came across this system, um, honestly, my first response was, this is too good to be true. <laughs> I was a bit skeptical. Um, but then the deeper I probe, the harder I push, the more I'm amazed. And I can say for myself, the infield experiences I'm having are just beyond impressive. So today I want to sit down with Rian. I'd like to introduce Rian. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, Denver. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Uh, My pleasure. My pleasure. It's been a pleasure to work with you and it's a pleasure to sit down. Hey, so can you please tell people a bit about who you are, about the company um, and what the product is? Give us a short introduction, if you will.
1: Thank you very much. I'm from South Africa and we've started developing this technology probably more than 20 years ago. Um, it was uh, we wanted to do one thing and clean irrigation lines and in the process of cleaning the irrigation lines in this um, rainmaker process of making using ultraviolet to make ozone and these advanced oxidation process that we use we realized that Not just cleaning the lines, but actually the plants are reacting different. The farmers started asking us questions on why is my plants greener? Why is my soil softer? Why is the water penetrating deep into the soil? And to be honest, we didn't know. Um, we've, we had no idea um, why that was happening. Um, we just wanted to clean the lines because we know the irrigation. If we can get the drip lines to drop each dripper drip at the same speed and the other one, we will have a good dispersion of water. So if we can just do that, I'm run, you know. Um, but then it started getting, we started going down the rabbit hole of <laughs> figuring out. Um, why is the plants greener? Why is the soil softer? And in the early days, it was difficult because um, no one was really focusing on the water. Everybody say like, listen, I've got good water. I've got enough water. uh, So why you want to treat my water? But then it sort of, there was something going on in myself in figuring out because I grew up on a farm and it was like intriguing. Why is this happening? And I started questioning farmers. I start to speak to farmers about it and ask them questions. You know, why is the plant greener? Well, it's photosynthesizing. That's why it's greener. And then I started thinking, well, why is it photosynthesizing more? And, and all these little things um, came together over a long period of time, um, more than 10 years probably of going down and figuring out these things. And I started going to the, to the universities and asked them for help. And, you know, just to make it simpler, I've got this process, it's doing this. And then they started saying to me, but what are you doing? And I said, well, this is the way that I treat the water. It's a natural process. I use basically mimicking rain. Um, why? Because rain is working. And so if we can just mimic that process of rain then we should get a good result on the irrigation water. And they said, well, the process you use, it's impossible. It, you won't have any results because you put too little of these molecules in there. And I said, well, it's working. Something is happening. I'm not really sure why. And then I realized, listen, I'm not going to get anywhere. I've got to do this myself. And then I started searching for people, scientists and agronomists, that that's really want to make a change. And I got this wonderful team over the years that I that I found, and we started exploring and understanding what is going on. And at the end of the day, if I look at if I look back now in the twenty years sitting here now in America um, and with this amazing product, I go like, "Well, what are we really doing? Well, we're just copying God. Um, We're just copying nature. You know, it actually feels funny because." I'm a copycat then, isn't it? But I think nature has got this um, wonderful system, the planet, and it's working well. So if we can just do, and if we can just assist nature and doing the job that nature nature knows how to do, then that we can't do any damage then, can we? So yeah, and that's it, so in a nutshell. So
0: it never ceases to amaze me. At the, the observation powers of farmers. They're some of the most observant people on the planet on our farms. We live on our farms. Like we we know things at a deep level. And so I've often found usually the first person to notice results are the good farmers who are in their fields and who are who are just being observant. And yet, so often when they say, I'm seeing this or I'm seeing that, we get told, nah, it can't be, you know, right? Like, nah, there's there's no way. And yet that's all of science, right? And and far too often. We, we shut something down before we even begin because we think, oh no, that can't be. But this is science, right? Observation drives science. And so to hear, hear that happened what some 20 years ago, and now you have this product that is changing, changing land radically and the way we produce food. And I think how incredible is it that hydrogen and oxygen is driving the change? Uh, like you said, a copycat, and can it get more natural? I mean, literally just...
1: The power of hydrogen and oxygen. So my whole vision or mission is to get the farmers to look different at water, not just see it as just water that we put down on the soil. So water is a living organism. So if you look at rain, rainwater is full of oxygen and ozone peroxide and a bit of nitrogen if there's lightning involved. So when it rains, you get this fresh water without any salts or nutrients or anything in it. And it's why does that water have such a massive effect on the plant when it grows so quickly? And the reason is, is when that water goes onto the ground, it penetrates quicker, first of all, because it's the viscosity and the surface tension is broken, because it's not full of salts. And that water penetrates and then release all these oxygen and energy into the soil. When it releases that, it stimulates the microbial and the fungal life, and the fungal life and the microbes are making more nutrients available to the plant very quickly, and that's why the plant can now photosynthesize and look green and look healthier. But now it stops raining. Now you have to irrigate, and when you start irrigating, you're putting down this water that's full of these nutrients and salts and minerals and metals and everything that's in there, and That water is now actually starving the soil of oxygen because all those nutrients and minerals in the water wants oxygen for themselves to be oxidized, to become available and part of the process of making, getting available to the plant. And the more you irrigate and every time you irrigate, you like constantly putting down this, let's call it dead water. You're putting it down, and then eventually you get start getting compaction. And by getting compaction, you're pushing out the oxygen again. Then the microbial and fungal life starts starving and dying off, and you get more compaction. And the more compaction you're getting, then you get to the end of the season, or halfway through the season, and you've got to rip the soil and break it up and try to get the water in. So if you look at water itself, if you go to the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea is full of salt. So you can float in the Dead Sea. The reason you're floating is because the water is full. It's actually pushing you out of the water. There's no space for you. But if you go into a freshwater lake, you will sink. You actually, When you ski on a freshwater lake or swim, you got to swim. You can't float. you got to have a life jacket on. Isn't that true?
0: Absolutely. I just hadn't thought of it as the water forcing you out. Yeah.
1: So now you take this water, the full of salt, that water is battling to become part of the soil because it's full. But as soon as we oxidize it and we oxidize these elements in the water, it comes out of the solution of the water and it sits as a particle. And then there's more space for the oxygen to sit in the water for longer. So if you just put normal oxygen in the water, that you will get 100% saturation very quickly, very easily. But there's, you didn't do any oxidation. So the oxygen will sit there for a minute or two, and then the water starts pushing out the oxygen because the salt is actually pushing it out. It's, there's no space for it. When we oxidize it, we oxidize the salts and everything that's in there and then there's space for the oxygen to stay in the water. So it sits there for hours. And that's why we get it down into the profile of the soil.
0: Oxygen is the most important negatively charged element in crop production. And how often do we think about oxygen? Sure, we know that plant roots need it and microbes need it, it's often the most limiting element in our crop production systems. It's not only important as an element, that actually is an agent to swap electrons. Now more on the importance of oxygen and oxidation. Wow, so interesting. So what that means is that you see water penetrate deeper and actually fill the profile. Actually, you're able to run... Is that true? You're able to run potentially longer irrigation sets even because you can irrigate to a new depth. Is that is that right?
1: 100% correct. So you can now start flushing out out old um, salts, you can now break up compaction. And by doing that, you're making your farm bigger underground. So if we start doing that and we get the oxygen deeper into the soil, we get the microbes and fungi to go deeper because they need the oxygen. And by them going deeper, we get the root system of the plant going deeper. And that's how you build and make your, well, you're making your farm bigger underground yeah, so now also the other thing with the salt in the water is if you got a structure, a good structure of your soil, structure means there's porosity in the soil and there's like channels and everything in there and the microbes and the earthworms and everybody can move there. Now when you put down this dead salty water, that salt and all the nutrients and minerals is getting stuck in that porosity of the soil and it's and it's crystallizing and it's taking up the space over time and that's how you get compaction so now by oxidizing it we oxidize these crystals The crystals doesn't form and that's why we get more porosity. and that's why the water can hold on sorry the soil can hold on to more water than previously and now that water is also available to the farm to the plant because it's sitting there
0: well and you can you can understand why you have better drought tolerance and less heat stress and water stress, because your plant's able to more easily put roots deeper into the profile, have a deeper root zone, have a greater water reservoir, so that you're not just shallowly irrigating over and over and over again. Not to mention the fact that that salt layer that builds up, the bicarbonates, etc., the weight of that water, because when you irrigate and it's not percolating through and is sitting on top, the weight of the water again just increasing compaction over and over again. then you see these plants that are struggling you can see they're they're having drought stress you're watering but they still are in drought stress so uh, when you see obviously if we we know if we can grow intuitively it doesn't take a a rocket scientist to know if we can grow deeper roots (laughs) we're going to be able to hold more water and we're going to be able to withstand periods of heat periods of drought etc and be able to water more efficiently which that's that's to the bottom line immediately, huh?
1: Exactly. So we actually started doing new trials now in America where where we we test the water holding capacity of the soil. And it shows massive increases. Like it's actually it's actually crazy to see how quickly we can change that structure of the soil with the water holding capacity. And this is the thing with I think the rainmaker's biggest benefit is When things goes wrong. Um, It's easy when, you know, everything is going right and everything is working perfectly, then you're going to have a good crop. But those days or months where something goes wrong, the pump breaks down, you can't irrigate, the heat is up or it's not raining. That's when we shine. And that's where the farmers, I've had farmers now in Saskatchewan where they, the pump broke down. And they couldn't give water for five days and they didn't have any rain. They only had like one inch or two inches of rain the whole season. And they said, well, they didn't think the crop is going to survive. And I said, well, just carry on. If you start up the pump again, you know, just carry on irrigating using the rainmaker. And at the end of the season, they got the same tonnage than the untreated side. If you just look at the two fields and you got the same tonnage, then you will say the rainmaker didn't work. But because you know what the strain was on that pivot and the stress on the plant and the soil. It's massive. He could have lost his crop. So how do you put a value to that? It's huge. So in the good years, we tend to see differences in the soil, in measurement, in the chemistry of the soil, holding capacity of water, all of those kind of things. But maybe you're not going to see it in yield so much. You will see maybe more nutritional value in the plant. But next year is not always going to be a good year. And that's when we come in. This is not a quick fix. This is something that you farm with for the rest of your life and to keep the balance. And the way we keep the balance for you on your farm, that your graph is not go through the roof and then falls down to the bottom and you're losing a lot of money, is because we fix the soil, we fix the microbial and fungal life, we keep them alive. So that you have the buffet effect deeper down in your soil.
0: So we're talking about the the health part, but you know, back to where you began. It also, I mean, if you have dripper lines, if you have scale problems, if you have iron iron issues in your water, if you have biofilms, right, on and on it goes. This this treats our irrigation system. While wow, it's doing that. I know now it seems like it's flipped. Initially, that's where you began. And now it's, <laughs> it's like, well, it's changing everything and, and it's, it's adding money to your bottom line. But oh, by the way, also, you don't have to clean your, drip, your drippers anymore. Your microjets throw farther. Your pumps are running with less effort
1: on and on. Am I missing something? 100% correct. That's, that's, that's still a big factor. The problem that we have in the irrigation line is because the water is full of nutrients and minerals, these micro or bacteria that sits in the line, they're feeding on the nutrients coming by. So when they feed on the nutrients coming by, it's like a restaurant for them. Like every day you pump, there's new food coming. And then they start eating these minerals, like say iron bacteria is eating iron. And when the iron iron bacteria is eating it, the bacteria becomes the problem. And then the bacteria builds up in the line. So if we oxidize the iron, The iron is not in the form for this bacteria to feed on anymore and the bacteria is anaerobic. They don't like all the oxygen and then they go out the line. So now we can get all the drippers to deliver the same amount of water. How many times have you seen that you get in the orchard and you see one high plant, one low one, one high tree, one small tree? Most of that you can relay back to a dripper line that's clogged up or the one is giving more than the other one. The one is not getting the same fertilizer than the other one. So if we start cleaning that, all the plants is getting the same volume of water, then you start seeing the evenness The all the plants is growing the same height and size.
0: Ah, excellent. Hey, you're planning to come to our conference that's coming up here January 17, 18, 19 in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And we're thrilled to have you there. Uh, you're going to be speaking so people can come here. But now you're going to be available, is that right, to answer questions? So anybody that can come up to you and say, "Ah, but you don't understand, my my water is different," right? You'll be there to be able to, <laughs> to field those. Yes, huh? um,
1: I will be there, and I'm also gonna we're gonna s- try and have a panel discussion with the crowd. So which which will be good, maybe just to elaborate on what you said on my water is good and all of that. For me, it's it's very simple rainwater there's no water on the planet that's like rainwater so even if you got good water you don't have rainwater it's better than the saltiest water 100% correct but doesn't matter what your water look like we change that water we make that water better and closer to rainwater so even if you got good, good water you will still see a difference in what we do to it excellent
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for this kind of sneak peek on what's coming up. Uh, we have a podcast launching um, where we sit down with Rainier to discuss the Rainmaker system. And we'll have more coming in the future in the form of videos and audio, just partly because I'm using it here in Zambia. And I got to tell you, I to say I was ecstatic might be putting it lightly. I, I don't know the last time if ever I've seen something I've used Make such a huge impact in such a short period of time. In six weeks, I'm seeing things in soil texture and in uh, compaction conditions and crop health from from so little effort. I'm amazed by it. So I'm keen to learn more and to share my experience. And by the time we get to January, and I'll be there as well, I'll have more to report on. So people are welcome to come up and ask, ask about our personal experience here in Zambia as well. So thanks for sitting down with me, Rian. Look forward to seeing you in January and hearing more Thank from you. you. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us as we expand our paradigms and explore what's possible in the realm of regen agronomy. If you would like to contact us or learn more about what we do, please visit our website at www.soilcraft.com as well as our YouTube channel. If you have topics you would like us to unpack or stories, please connect with us so that we can share them with others.